Man, a lot has happened in the football world. Uh, going from Xavi just became the new manager for Barcelona to Conte becoming Tottenham's new manager. And another week where Ronaldo saves Ali. Manchester fans are not happy. I'll just say that again. Manchester fans are not happy. United, by the way. United. Anyway, so let's get on it. Let's get let's get in there. Let's get in the Champions League. So there were three good games to watch on Tuesday. Uh, the first one was the Benfica and Bayern. And again, I mean, there's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Lewandowski is having... We're basically in the Lewandowski era still, okay? Because they're, they're doing their thing. And... They're already shoe in for the Champion League, okay? I mean, if you, if you, anybody lists, if anybody has like top three teams are gonna win the Champion League this year, they have to be in there. They just have to be in there. They just have to, they have a lot, five goals. Five goals, okay? Now, lately we've been talking about Mo Salah, how he's been great. He's been fabulous. But we're forgetting about Lewandowski, dog. This guy missed a penalty and still got a hat trick. So, I mean, there's not much to say. The next game is Barcelona and Dinano Kia. And this game for Barcelona, it was a win or die. You know what I'm saying? If they would have lost this game, the chance of them coming out of the group stage was quite slim. So, they had to win this game. There was no way around it. And this is a time where Barcelona just lost their coach. Okay? So, let's go to the league. Uh, in the league, they're sitting at ninth place right now. That's right. ninth place. Yes, they have a game in hand. But nevertheless... So does Real Madrid, and they're second in the table. You get what I'm saying? So anyway, Ronald Koeman got fired, which to me was surprising because I didn't think... I mean, they should have they should have fired this guy a hell as ago. But they've been keeping him around, and I expected they were keeping him around until the end of this season, simply because they couldn't afford to fire him. But apparently, they're like, yo, we cannot risk any of that shit. We're not doing that. We're not playing some Manchester United shit and hoping that... This guy's going to turn it around. They immediately fire the guy. And, you know, guess what? Guess what? They knocked on the door for Xavi. So now, today, a report coming out that Xavi is a done deal. Xavi's going to be their new manager. And what what can I say? Is this not a win? You know, this this makes the Barcelona fans happy. Okay? And you get a coach who whose identity is connected with Barca. And he knows the style and he was there for the golden age, you know. It's it's a perfect, it's a perfect trio, as I would say. And in, if anybody can do it, it's him. Simply saying that because it would be a whole different if this guy didn't have a previous experience. But this guy went to a whole new league, okay, and he won a bunch of awards. You know what I mean? He won. He won. He's a winner. That's my point. He's a winner. So if he was like just chilling or doing some B team or whatever, and he was not even winning, just being a coach there, it would be like, I would be like, what the heck is this shit? But the fact that like this guy actually has, you know, trophies to back up his claim and he was, and he's shabby. He's one of the greatest midfielders in football history. So it just makes sense. It just makes sense. And it just feels like the pieces are slowly coming together because the two new midfielders, the kid, the, the Gavi kid, and I don't know the other guy's name. Either way, both of them, are amazing and they both can play in the middle or a wing and they kind of have the same style as Xavi and Iniesta when, when they were still around you know I think this is just a great ad I feel a little bit for Coleman just simply because he wasn't lucky enough to have all the players like uh what's his name Sergio Aguero just came back like he was just getting feeling it 
he was just feeling it and he was scoring goals and uh Dembele was getting back in shape and uh Harejo just came back uh I mean he just had like injury his injury list was just so long and Sufati was injured so I kind of want to I feel bad for him but you know this is just part of the game results are what matter at the end of the day it doesn't even matter I believe if Shabby let's say he doesn't get Barcelona to at least in a fourth place, you know, another another campaign for the Champion League, then I think he was also going to get fired. And he should, because this is top level, and you need top level managers that can give results. Hence why Tottenham just got Conte, one of the most decorated manager, okay, in football. He's done it in national level, and he's done it in club level as well. And he was there in the Premier League just a few years ago with Chelsea as well. So, you know, the guy has a familiarity and the fact that Tottenham has gotten this deal done was what shocked everybody. And boy, do they need a new coach. I feel so bad for their coach that just got sacked because he was fine. I don't know why he took this job. He was doing just fine when he was at Wolves, but he decided, you know, I want more. I want more for myself. And now he has no job. Now he has no job. And rightfully so. Okay. I mean, he came to an environment where Harry Kane wanted to leave. Uh, the players, everything was still not fixed yet because Jose Mourinho just came in and messed stuff up and just left. And now he had to put the pieces back together and he just couldn't do it in time. And there was just too much of the the Kane, the Kane drama in the air and he got fired. But now, you know, this is going to be great. I want to see what Conte can do for sports. Even, what is it? Even Fabregas tweeted out saying that, like, I am very happy for, you know, Tottenham getting this guy. Because it's going to get real. It's going to get real. So we'll see. Even I'm hearing that Harry, even Harry Kane is, like, you know, putting his feelings to his side and getting more excited. The fact that he gets to be coached by, you know, a guy like Conte. So, you know, good vibe for them. Good vibe for them. But going back to Barcelona. So in this game, it was a must win. And they got the win. There wasn't much. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. And then now, <laughs> another blow they got was uh, Ansu Fati and Dembele are back to injury again. Can we take a minute and talk about Dembele? Uh, how, how is this? Dude, this guy hasn't played one calendar year since he got here. Since 2017, he has not played a whole year. Of- and let's say when he gets injured and he goes out, you know, a week or two, you might think, yeah, that's fair. That's fine. Every time it's been more than a month. It's always been a month or more. Every time. At this point, you know, his contract is coming to end. At this point, Barcelona the dilemma. Like, should they sign this guy again? What are the risks? What are the risks? Anyway, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Dembele fan. I want him to be fit and, you know, play as much as possible. But, dude, these muscle injuries are ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. Dude went under the knife a few times. But Dembele has been going through this. Since 2007, since he got here, man, since he got here, so I don't, I don't know. Even, even the half, the half that he played, he looked, he looked, he looked nice. He looked nice, you know. You're like, okay, give this guy a couple games, and he'll be back to himself. And now he's hurt, another hamstring problems. So, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to say to that. You know, I still don't think this is a team that's gonna make it out of you know quarterfinal. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, they're getting knocked off. They're getting knocked off real quick. But yeah, so that's it for that game. The next game was Manchester United and Atalanta. And, you know, in this, in this game, 
Manchester United was a must win and Atalanta was also a must win. But if you have watched Atalanta play in the Champions League before, you know one thing. These guys, chokers, they choke. They choke every chance they get. The past three seasons, they have choked, okay? And it's not different. Nothing is, apparently nothing changes for them. You get what I'm saying? So anyway, they start off the game great. I mean, this was literally just a rematch of the last game they played at Manchester United. They were amazing. They were ahead. And then out of nowhere, Ronaldo comes back, evens the game out. It was a tie 2-2. And now I'm thinking like, oh my God, Manchester United got so lucky in that game. You know, when they come to Atlanta home, there'll be more confidence. There will be more uh, resilient, like just more just brave. Like I thought they would be more brave when they were at home. Again, they crumbled in front of their own fans. Okay, so the game starts. And they're amazing. They started where they left off at Manchester United. You know, on their ass, they get a goal. Okay, so it's one to nothing now. And the game is still heating up. And they're still on them, on them. But just before the half, Ronaldo gets a nice goal. Just a great connection between him, uh, Greenwood, and Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes does not get enough credit. Okay, Bruno Fernandes is one of the best players in the Premier League. And he just not get enough credit and i'm gonna take a pause this moment and say sanchez what's up this dude's getting paid over three hundred thousand dollar every week i have not seen this man do anything since he got here rashford makes about two hundred thousand a week this guy makes about a hundred more thousand than rashford rashford was Hurt. He wasn't even playing at all for a while. Rashford came back and hasn't stopped scoring. How does that make sense? What was the point of bringing this guy? I've been saying that since even when I heard the rumors. I was like, what? What?" And then when I saw the money he was getting paid, I was like, this is just not, this is waste. I want to see what the manager is going to do with this guy. Maybe there's something the manager knew that I didn't know. That's what I was thinking. But I don't think so. I don't think so. Because we all know Ali that, you know, he's just not a world-class manager. And this game, again, it showed that he had no tactic, okay? Other than Ronaldo. And I feel bad for Ronaldo simply because I know, and he knows, he's not going to win the Champions League. He's not going to win the Premier League. He's not going to win a goddamn trophy playing for this team. And the other thing is, they play against, is, is it is it City? Hold on, I think they play City tomorrow. And how how is that going to look? How is that going to look? Is this going to be finally the game where Ali cannot be saved? Ronaldo cannot save Ali? Can this, this is the game? Actually, I'm not sure. Because Manchester City is like, you know, on and off in the Premier League. So I can't even, it could be a day where Ronaldo destroys Manchester City. But I don't know, if Manchester City come in correct, this could be another Liverpool game. Another another one. And then what are we going to say? And then he's going to go tie with uh, Sevilla or something. And then we're going to be like, okay with this again? This has to be the game. And I think Manchester United fans are not happy simply because they have the chance to fire Ali and get Conte. And they've been looking for that. And now Conte is taken. So... 
Xavi is taken. All the coaches are taken. So who, who, they have no choice. It seems like uh, he's going to be here for a while. That's what it looks like. And I don't think that's a good news for really anybody involved in this project. From the owners to all the way to the fans, nobody's good for this. But maybe I don't know what I'm talking about and he got something on his leave or something that we all don't know. Other than Ronaldo, you know? And for Atalanta, I don't even feel bad for them because they put themselves in this position. They were in the driving seat for both of these games and they let it go. On Wednesday, I didn't watch the Real Madrid game because the result was pretty predictable. Uh, the game I watched was Liverpool. and First, let's talk about the beef that Klopp and... Diego Sanamoni are having. Yo. Diego Sanamoni doesn't want to shake Club's hand simply because he knows deep down, deep down, we say he's a great coach, whatever, but he knows Club is just way better coach than him. Since they had that fluke of taking Liverpool out, uh, what was it, two seasons ago in the Champions League, it made, it made it seem like, you know, they were the rival contender or whatever. But club did his homework, and since then, every time they played against each other, he just made them look silly, you know. And the last time they played, Atletico Madrid came back. But come on, come on, it was shaky. It was shaky. And this one, this, and this game today kind of sealed the deal of just like, you know, showing that what team is superior. Yes, Atletico Madrid got a red car, but even without that red car, since the beginning of this game. They had full control, okay? They, I mean, this was their game. They could have had four or five goals. How many chances did they have where the forward just couldn't finish it? Like, Salah should have had at least two or three goals. Diego Jetta should have had at least three goals. There should have been goals in this game, but there wasn't. Simply because they just couldn't score. Not because their chances weren't being created. That being said... I think Simone is just not about it. You know, club with that happy-ass face, you know, beating him every time, embarrassing him in a way, really, and then wants to shake his hand. Simone is not playing that, man. He said he's not, he said he's not playing that. And I, look, I think it's just simple as that. I think he's just a little jealous. But, yeah, that being said, that's, that's it about that game. I mean, Liverpool is clean. They're still clean. I haven't seen anybody challenge them yet. So... Yeah, the outcome again in this game was kind of predictable, in my opinion. Griezmann. What's going I don't even know what's going on with Griezmann. I forget that he's still playing for Atletico. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Anyway, the next game is PSG and Leipzig. And coming to this game, people have been criticizing not, not the PSG. Well, not just PSG team and the players, but the coach. Okay. They're saying he's not managing him right. And this is a guy who everybody praised when he was at Tottenham. They're like, look, he has some trash players and he's making them look good. Like, And it's all that is down to his system. And now he came to a club where money is no problem. You know, he can get anybody he wants. And he has them all. He has arguably the greatest player to grace, to grace a soccer pitch. Lionel Messi. He has Neymar. He has Mbappe. This, I mean, you get what I'm saying? Just having those three itself as a coach, that's that's your dream. You get what I'm saying? And and then you have one of the best goalkeepers, okay? What You have one of the best, is he right? Left back or right back? Is Hakimi left back or right back? Either way, Hakimi. One of the best left or right back, okay? When you have, 
Barati in the middle, one of the best midfielders. As a coach, you potentially have no excuse. You know, you have the players. You should implement a system where no one should be able to break through it. And he hasn't been able to do that, or at least it doesn't seem like that's showing in the field. So this was a game kind of to shut the critics, I would say. And that did not happen. That did not happen. And I'm not saying it was a bad game or anything. It was just the fact that they just don't have a midfield. Like, there is no midfield. There's not people who can supply the ball from the back to the mid to the front. When the when the, uh, when the the back tries to cross the ball, they just don't have that many good defenders who can cross the ball. And when it comes to the midfield, they're, they're also just defending. They're not... None of them are bringing balls to the forwards. So the forwards are forced to come back and find balls, create their own chances in a way. Danilo should not be in the midfield, honestly. He's a defender. It seems like he's a defender. He wants to defend. Uh, Varati is hurt, I understand. Uh, Di Maria was just not great, honestly. Not great. He has like, he has moments. But other than that, he's not consistent as much as you want him to be. And sometimes he could be more liability anything else but again he he was obviously the architect of the first goal they scored the first goal they could have been down two to nothing in like 15 15 minutes of the game luckily they have a goalkeeper who is the bomb and who can just eclipse the whole goal he's so huge and he saves that goal once he saves that goal the whole game kind of reverses they kind of put in a second gear and they get a goal and they get another goal by guess who Ronaldo. You know, a guy who hasn't been seeing much of a game, you know, he just hasn't been getting into the rhythm. And he got a two goals. And because of his two goals, PSG escaped with a win. I don't know what's going on with Mbappe. He had three chances. Homie couldn't score none. He had literally one-on-one with the goalkeeper three chances. He didn't score. So I don't know what's going on with there. You know, he needs to get his shit together. And yes, Lionel Messi's hurt. This thing is going around people saying, you know, PSG is better without Lionel Messi, but... Even when Messi wasn't there, the problem seems to still be there. The one thing was better with Messi off of like, you have a bunch of guys who've been playing together. It was a lot more clean up top, like a little bit more smoother. But nevertheless, that doesn't mean you don't need someone like Lionel Messi to be in your team. You know what I'm saying? Because every time guys like these are in the field, anything can happen. Like any minute, some crazy shit they'll do that will blow your goddamn mind. And that's why you always need them in there. That's why Ronaldo sometimes, he will not do anything for like majority of the game. And that just one chance, one chance, you forget about him, comes out of nowhere. He knows where to be the place and time. And boom, you're like, oh my God, I forgot. Ronaldo is still the shit. It's like that with this guy as well. Yes, he hasn't gotten a league goal yet. But again, I'm not worried about it because he's been hurt like since the beginning of the season. You know what I'm saying? Since the... Copa America, this guy hasn't been fully recovered yet. And I feel like he's been forcing himself to play to get, you know, keep going. But I think he just needs some more time. Yeah, just more time. Get get better. Take your time. They they brought him for the Champion League anyway. They didn't bring him for the League on because they're going to win it. They're going to easily win it. They're already like, what, 10 points ahead of everybody else? Come on. They're not catching back. They're only going to clean themselves from here. And another thing is I'm hearing that they might terminate uh, Sergio Ramos' contract because he hasn't played yet. Why has he not played yet? He's been out for a very long time. I was watching an interview about uh, 
it was like him and his therapist or whatever or his trainer and they were talking about how he's in the best shape of his life he's never been this fit and everything and i still haven't seen this guy play so i don't i don't know what's going on but i just want him to play because what did we figure out in this game that i've been saying for i mean the last three seasons no the last four seasons okay the one thing has been stopping PSG, not other oppositions, okay? It was Kipambe, okay? This guy's trash. I've been saying this guy's trash. I'm not saying he's trash as in like just skillful soccer player, but trash as in choice making. He doesn't, he has terrible choice making. That penalty, it was, it was literally what, like a minute left in the game. A mi if, if that thing happened, Nobody would be criticizing PSG as much as they are now, or nobody would criticizing, or no one would criticize Pochettino, and most people would have been like, "Look how good they are without Lionel Messi." That's exactly how would the narrative would have went. But the fact that they tie the game and Kipembe was behind it all kind of just brings back the memory of like, you know, this guy. This guy was gonna be the reason again why you don't win anything. Cause he does his choice making is just wild to me. Like I don't understand it. He's a he's a good skillful defender. He's super strong, but his choice making is absolutely garbage. That that can't be normal. So I'm hoping that you know Sergio Rumbos come back and gets really good and then take that dude's spot. That's what I'm hoping. That's really what I'm hoping. That's why I was excited that he was here. Other than that, I mean. You know, we'll wait and see. You know, their next big game in the Champions League is Manchester City. So they can prove more of a statement because the last game, it seemed like it was a fluke. But that's it for the Champions League. That's all the games I watched. And that's it for me. I'll see you next time.